0: Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfill, and I'm here with my co-host, the best co-host in the business, Tab Norris. Tab, oh, how are you Tom, doing today? <laughs>
1: fantastic. You are too kind, my friend.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, everybody knows how much I love you, Tab. We've, well, been, we've had, we've had been a lot dig- of
1: years together.
0: Yeah, we still love
1: each other. I I mean what what? 20 28 years of doing life together, my friend.
0: I know. I love love our I love our doing the podcast with you. I'm glad we're doing it. And I am super, super and one more, super excited about having Austin Peterson with us today. We've been working with Austin for about five years at Affleck, and he has a unique role that I think every all our listeners are really going to benefit from. He is a senior consultant working with the National Training Organization, and he has a lens and a viewpoint of what the top associates are doing out in the field. And he also specifically works with um, the frontline sales managers. So Applec has about, I don't know, close to 2,000 sales managers. So he knows what's happening in the field, and I'm so excited to have him on the, on the show and share his insights. So Austin, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you so much, Tom and Tab. It's it's great to be here, and I'm I'm glad that you are super times four <laughs> excited to, to have me. And uh, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of you all, and uh, you know, Aslan's helped me a lot, so I'm excited to dive into a conversation.
0: Yeah, I really do. I Excellent. appreciate you taking time away from all the important things that you do. Uh, so so obviously, I I probably didn't describe your role very well. So so tell us your primary focus and what you do. Um, so that, and then we'll dive into what we can learn from your viewpoint.
2: Yeah. So as a senior consultant, it's, um, it's a position, it's a servant leadership position. So uh, it's designed to serve the field and, you know, really specifically working on sales strategy, sales training, um, really diagnosing what's happening in the field. And then from a national perspective, uh, we do, Develop and and uh, launch sales mm-hmm. strategy, sales training, things of that nature. Uh, but as a consultant, it's really more working hand in hand with the individual markets and really diagnosing what are they dealing with, where they're at, what are their goals, what are their challenges, where do they want to go? Mm-hmm. And then helping them really craft, you know, what's the best solution? What's the best strategy for you uh, to get the best results? So it, it truly is a partnership with our Salesforce, which, you know, I came from the Salesforce. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Yeah. Um, having been in those shoes and, and being able to, to consult with them, it's, it's really fulfilling. That's excellent. That's
1: great. Well, so I mean, perfect, uh, perfect role to that we can kind of glean a lot of insight from. So, I, I would love to know just a little bit more about your experience working with sales leaders, like specifically.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, so it's it's day to day. So I have a I have a very aggressive cadence uh, of accountability. I'll say with as far as coaching calls. So I serve really the main customers, I serve the market directors, and I serve the market trainers. So uh, those individuals that are leading individual markets, uh, primarily throughout the Southwest Territory. Um, So I mean, I'm on a calls with them every single week and, and really identifying what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses, how can we help uh, and and coming up with uh, coming up with plans, you
1: know, based on where they're at. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, I am sure you have seen lots of good, lots of bad, lots of everything in between. What are, what are some of the common characteristics or traits that you see from people that are really high performing sales leaders? Like what have you, what have you pulled?
0: And I think, I think this is such a great question to have because, you know, we're all in our own little world. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've got my team or I've got, you know, I'm a, I'm a rep, I'm a seller and I do what I do. And I maybe just see, you see, thousands of people you see what this large this is what I love talking yeah. to you about large large organization and so you have such a view of what the top people are doing so I'd love I would love to hear more about that.
2: Yeah. So I, I would say a, a couple things. And first of all, I, I've, you know, in the last couple of years we've done a mm-hmm. lot virtually and a big part of that was really doing a lot of interviewing who are the okay. top performers who, who are still finding a way to win, especially in this, this environment that we've right. been in the last couple of years. And, and there are a couple of things that, that, that really have become consistent things that I'm seeing, you know, number one, uh, just, just to use some Aslan language, uh, you know, I, they are very other-centered leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, at their core, they truly are servant leaders, and you know they've identified that if that if I can help the people in my direct command, you know achieve their goals, hit their targets, then the organization as a byproduct is going to be fine. So I'd say first and foremost, our top performers are very much other-centered in the way that they lead mm-hmm. teams. Another thing I think that's uh, that's consistent with our high performers. Is um, they are consistent in their leadership, uh, mm-hmm. meaning okay. um, a lot of these high performers, you know, they really do get into an execution cadence, an execution rhythm, if you will, mm-hmm. and they they don't compromise that from anything. And, and meaning their their week to week looks very very similar in how they execute the business. Uh, so so that consistency, and I think in our world, you know, we're dealing with ten ninety nine. Right, Uh, sales agents. Mm -hmm. And they come to us and there is a lot of flexibility. And Mm -hmm. I think our top leaders are the ones that provide that strong foundation, that strong, consistent structure for which their people can grow upon or within. Uh, Mm. That flexibility can be scary if you don't know how to manage it. And so that, that consistency is critically important when it comes to execution, especially in the 1099 world. Right,
0: I would lo- I'd love to talk more about that 1099. Cause I want to come back to that. Cause basically, and I know you guys call them the volunteer army. In other words, <laughs> they, you, they're not employees. So you have really no control over what they do, which I love that because we really, none of us have control anyway, but we think we do. Um, but I want to go back to the consistency thing. What do you, what, do, cause this, this really is something that I I'd love to learn more about, um, is what do what do they do consistently? So what is it the thing that? Because I've, I've in my years of you know I guess I don't know now thirty plus years of of either being in a sales management leadership role or working with others, I'm fascinated by what the what the the top people do. Like what do they they always do? What? So what do you see some of those non-negotiables?
2: Yeah. So for an example i think the weekly cadence you know it, yeah. and, and a lot of this goes back to creating this culture mm-hmm. i think that's you know one of the things that these leaders that i've observed you know they right. they're they're they're, fan, they're fantastic at fostering a positive culture mm-hmm. part of that means having a place for their sales reps to start the week on a Monday. You okay. know? So I think a best practice would be them getting their people together right away, Monday morning, mm-hmm. uh, talking about successes from the previous week, uh, making sure that every sales rep has a plan going, going in that week uh, moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only that, but um, you know, that's, that's really an opportunity to, to, to train them up, to, to work on skill development, et cetera. Um, and then, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, typically very, very prime time. Uh, we call it green time, right? That's mm. when you're, you're, client facing. That's when you're, you're scheduling the appointments, you're running the appointments, you're selling. And then, um, you know, I think another thing high performers do is, you know, they bookend it mm. uh, on Fridays, Friday afternoon. Maybe that is, they bring their people back in. Maybe that's where they break off, do one-on-one coaching sessions, mm. How did you do this week? How, do, you know, where'd we come uh, in? What did I observe when I was with you making sales calls on, you know, doing, doing consultations? Um, and, and, and I think the power behind the book ending of starting the week in a positive, ending the week with that cool, we call it kind of a Friday cool down. Mm-hmm. You get their head right going into the weekend. We're, mm-hmm. we're big on controlling the dinner conversation. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is my wife will ask me at dinner Friday night. How was work this week? You know what were the highs? What were the lows? And controlling that mindset of a salesperson as they go home for the weekend, controlling that dinner, that dinner conversation. I want it to be positive
1: because yeah. I want them to come back Monday morning. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> yeah right. right. Yeah, and they're yeah. volunteers. Yeah, no. And you know what I think is amazing about that, Austin, is I, I think it's heavy accountability creating a a place but you know what I think is you said that I think is so critical is having that other centered approach to it it's not just we're going to put rails on you we're going to make you do this we're going to make you do that it's like I'm here to serve you I'm Mm -hmm. here to set up spots throughout the week where I can invest in you to hit your goals to help you accomplish what you need to accomplish Mm so well and absolutely
2: and tab to your point it's on Monday, it's, you know, this is a great opportunity when you do that. It's that's my opportunity as a sales leader to connect with, you know, why you're here in the first place. Yeah. And let's make a plan this week so that you're making progress, not just professionally, but parallel progress track, you know, tracking down that happily ever after, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and, and, and I think you have to be other centered. It's about, yeah. I want everybody in the organization to have a plan this week because that plan is going to get you closer to satisfying the goals mm. that you have. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I love, I, I I remember I had sort of a breakthrough early in my my sales management career, sales leadership careers—that that no one is motivated by my goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. really true. Yeah, yeah I'm like, trying to buy a boat. They, guys, yeah, what are you doing? Come, come on, help They come help in me on here. Monday, they're like, Tom, <laughs> what do you want me to accomplish for you? And I'm like, great question, guys. Let's get our act together because I want to buy a bigger house. And, we, and, I, and my wife wants a car and uh, yeah, nobody. And the other thing I remember right. learning is that, which is kind of aligned a with the same concept or idea, is that the motivation isn't a discipline problem, it's a wanting problem. Mm. You know, it's like, and, and I know that's not, that's not correct grammar, but, but it's why not it's about, good, Tom. but yeah, it's it's yeah, good. It yeah, makes sense. Why, <laughs> it makes sense. It's like if, 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 and this is why the other centered uh, leaders I think are so successful is because they realize no one's motivated by my goals. They're motivated by their goals. So for me to, but for me to motivate them, I'm not going to leverage my position as your manager and, you know, put heat on you or try to hold you accountable to my goals. I find out what you want. And then I connect the week to getting what you want. And then they go home on Friday, which I love that. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, share, how the week went. And so, and people need accountability to achieve their goals. You know, it's not it's, about achieving your goal, but people need accountability to do the things they want to do, but struggle to do. Like I need accountability. We all need accountability. Sure. So it's not about getting them in line, which I love. You can't do that anyway. Cause they're all volunteers. I mean, they're all independent contractors, but that's yeah. how you motivate them. So, so the top, the top leaders know how to motivate, right? They know how to have a consistent cadence to the week. Um, what, how much do they, how much do they coach? And, and what I mean by coach is not just a conversation, you know, about, Hey, here's a tip or here's what do, or watch me, which is a lot of people coach that way. Watch Mm -hmm. me. Uh, Mm -hmm. but like have a real development to, you know, working with their team, they develop their team.
1: Like they watch them, they observe them them in a sales environment, yeah. Um, and then they give feedback, that kind of thing. Yeah. I would say, and, and, and
2: the, the, the high performers, you know, when I talk about that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. prime time, green time, the high performers are right there side by side, hip to hip mm-hmm. with their people. Yeah. And as a result of that, those high performers are able to have a really constructive coaching conversation, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the week. Um, I think one of the, one of the challenges maybe that we run into is, um, a lot of folks that have management conversations, Tom. You said you were going to do 100 calls, you only did 60, you were 40 short. Right, there, I coach. there, I coached you, and, and, yep. and that's not right that's not coaching, you know. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, I think we run into that, but I do believe that the high performers, because they're observing behaviors, mm-hmm. because they're being able to hear things, see things they're really able to dive in and identify what is that developmental activity that we really need to focus on
1: because
2: they were there hip to hip with them. Um, And so, you know, the high performers, to my point uh, earlier, that Friday, that's when they sit down and they have that one-on-one, as we know that change happens Mm -hmm. one-to-one and, and that's where they dive in and week after week, I mean, it's a grind, but Mm -hmm. you're making progress and you're right. you're, You're, as soon as, you know, as we tweak this, we make a small calibration change here, we tweak this, let's work on it next week, and you're making progress. And when we fix those things that need to be fixed, or when we improve those things, those sales reps are becoming more profitable.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you said something that I think is really mm. important, too. It's not just about managing a bunch of activity it's, it's really focusing on productivity. Like what's gonna, what's gonna drive you to success and just, it's easy just to go, Oh, here, here, did you make it you, you were 40 calls short and whatever, but that's not driving the change that we really want. Right. So, yeah. And one of uh, one of your colleagues, Mark, I remember
2: when I, the first time I, I, I went through an Aslan training, he, he had said something to the, to the fact that uh, if a computer can, can take the place, if a computer can communicate, your hmm. message in a coaching, con- it's probably not a coaching conversation. And yeah. I know I just butchered <laughs> however he says that. No, yeah. But he, but he was so true because I can send you a report that shows you your metrics, but that's not coaching. That's that may be yeah. managing some activity, yeah. but it's not coaching. Yeah, yep, this, this good.
0: is a, it's, it's This uh, probably is a good time. I'd love to hear a, about uh, how you see the top performers dividing up their time because you know, we you know, we've talked about manage, which is really about you know when we need to do that like what's your scorecard? How am I doing? what are the things that I need to do to be successful? what are those metrics and those are important because you know those are the easiest things we can control as a, as a seller or as a leader. We can say this is the things you do to be successful on you know from a week to week or month to month whatever uh, whatever you know obviously that relates more to what you sell. Uh, and then there's the, you know, the, the lead, you know, I played the role of a leader where I, it's all about motivating you. You know, you're, you're struggling, you're not, you don't have the desire to do the job or you're struggling with motivation. You're not inspired. So I gotta, I gotta motivate you. I gotta, what we call lead. And then there's the coach piece, which is how do I help you develop those skills mm-hmm. to be successful? Right? So those are the three hats. I lead to create desire. I manage to hold you, hold you accountable to your goals, not my goals, your goals and then lastly i'm coaching how do you see you, the top performers dividing up their time in those three buckets
2: yeah I, I think i think the really good ones that i've worked with and had the privilege of working you know alongside or or you know as as a direct report i think the really good ones they get lead right like they okay. uh, to me and and maybe maybe i'm a little biased because uh, mm-hmm. of the of the line of work that i'm in but uh yeah it's if you if you can't connect, because when I say the first one, when I say lead, because I think there's a component of vision casting there that's really mm-hmm. important as well. Oh yeah, because it's it's tab. I need to understand what's important to you. I need mm-hmm. to understand, you know, what do you want? Probably the most sophisticated question I could ask, right? What do you want? And let's right. figure out yeah. a way to get you there. <laughs> yeah. And but it starts there, you know. So yeah. I can manage. We have systems. We have processes. We have. We have great tools and we have all Mm -hmm. these things of, of what Mm -hmm. to do and how to do it. But, but if I can't really connect on your level with what is important to you and to to make sure that you have the desire to do those things, that's, that's going to be really tough. So I think it all Mm -hmm. starts. I mean, my opinion is it starts with the high performers really understand I've got to get this lead piece right, because it's all about identifying what's important to my people. What do they want? And now we can reverse engineer a plan to get Mm -hmm. them there. That's really good. You know, so it it starts there. But like you said, Tom, they're they're all necessary. Like, I can't just say, you know, my family is the most important thing to me. Right. and then not have a plan, and not go to work, I, you know, <laughs> right. I still, you know, there, there's still the dot, 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 and then I mm-hmm. have a plan, yeah. and I go yeah. execute the plan, and right. I have a
1: scoreboard,
2: I need a game film that shows me, am I winning or losing, am I getting better, yeah. or am yeah. I getting worse, like, and and if I'm, if I'm deficient in an area, I need help, I need to say, yeah. hey, you know what, I'm struggling with this consultation with decision makers, I need somebody to come watch, see what I'm doing, because I need to fix that, and when I yeah. fix that, I become more profitable when I fix that. I'm able to satisfy some of those goals that I have for my family. So it's it's all connected and they're all important. But I think it all starts. It, you got to get that lead piece right. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I I, uh, I love that. If you if you think about the coaching or just whatever you want to do with rep, if you can't start with this is going to help you get something. I know we obviously have talked a little bit about that, but then everything else is, is just a waste of time. I mean, you really, it, it's got to start there. Um, or you, again, the coaching's not going to work. The the, the the numbers don't matter. It all starts with, and so the, you're saying the top performers really dial into, they start at this, If, if wh- wh- how do we build this around something you want? And how do we build this around getting, uh, meeting your goals? What's important to you?
2: Right. And, and, and I mean, I use a, a simple, I guess you could call it a word picture or analogy, mm-hmm. but I, I call it the Affleck vehicle. You know, we're, we're, yeah. all, <laughs> we're all driving this Affleck vehicle. Your destination tab may look different than mine, but we're all driving yeah. the same vehicle. But mm-hmm. I have to identify what does that end zone look like for me. And um, that's why I want to get in the car every day. That's why I want to you know, put the gas down, because I can see I have a clear line of sight of how this sales opportunity can get me from where I'm at to where I want to go. Yeah.
1: and it's unique to each person and we really have to identify what is that yeah and what I think I hear you saying too is that you it's important to set it up in the beginning but you're constantly monitoring it especially 1099 is the volunteer army to yeah. your point are they struggling all of a sudden they're losing a little motivation well I got to get connected to that I don't just let that fly I'm always connected to that lead piece yeah, yeah. absolutely it's really good
0: the, it, let's look at the opposite and it may be obvious. And so we can skip it. But, you know, you can say, well, they don't do that. But what, what, do you, what do you see the poor performers focus on? I mean, what is, what is their, where do they gravitate? If you say the, top, the high performers gravitate to lead and how do I create the desire to change and make sure that that's in place and then break everything down and build my plan and build the week around that and coaching, et cetera. What do the, low, the, um, the poor performers do? Yeah. What do you see What's, them? What do they gravitate to?
2: I think. I mean, maybe it goes back to your example about having a bigger house. Maybe it's a little more self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you but, understand what we're trying to do here? Yeah. But at yeah. the same yeah. time, yeah. why think, don't you I, get it? <laughs> I think at the same time, you know, one of the things I said was you have to consistently do this. Right. And I think uh, unfortunately, some sometimes when somebody's struggling you know, they're waking up on Monday saying, what am I going to do this week? Flying Mm -hmm. by the seat of their pants. There's there, there really is no rhythm. There is no cadence. So I think that's a factor. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think the coaching sessions turn into more of accountability, not in the form of a positive, I believe accountability is positive. It's something we do for Mm -hmm. people, not two people. Uh, But I I think sometimes, I think sometimes, Um, those that struggle with accountability, it's more of the, you're being called to the principal's office form Mm -hmm. of accountability, meaning Tab, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do this. Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I guess you just, I want it more for you than you want it for yourself, you know? um, I'm really mm -hmm. motivated, Austin. Thanks. I'm ready to go, go, let's go. Or or it's uh, when you come in for a coaching session, I've got a checklist of 15 things that I need to make sure I cover with you Because we only do this maybe once a couple, you know, a couple times a year. So there's no, there really, there isn't that connection. And when you do come Mm -hmm. in, it comes into more of a checklist or more of a problem solving session or a a brow beating session. And then it's, all right, now get back out there. Uh, It's manage. So
1: So they're, they're basically wrapping things up into a manage hat too much. They're spending too much time managing versus enough on lead and coaching. I would agree and that's
0: yeah, tough let's, you know? that, yeah let's uh, i love that yeah it's and i that's consistent with what i've seen it's and that's the mm-hmm. easiest thing to talk about y- you know you 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 said you're gonna do this did you do it no great then do it <laughs> <Not> <laughs> or more. <laughs> yeah, do, do more yeah do more of it do it Go all on. right and ne- ne- okay can you can you leave now we're done just do more and do it better yeah, yeah. that doesn't so but it is easy uh let's talk let's dive into coaching specifically what do you see the top performers how do they coach any anything that you've learned over the years you've been at affleck now what you say eight years in this role or now i guess not in this role but you've been at affleck eight years huh? uh um, 18
2: what, almost 18 years oh 18 oh uh, yeah. you've
0: been, you been in this role eight years
2: no this role um uh, going on four years as a consultant yeah
0: oh okay okay so four yep. years sorry i got that wrong um So what have you seen uh, in this role as as a, as a senior consultant about what are the top or how do they coach anything, any best practices you've gleaned from them?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the main, the easy button is when you come in for a session, Tom, is let me just Mm. tell you what you need to work on. And let me just tell you um, just get better at this area. The, The easy button is for me to tell you, I think, I think and this is something that I've you know been working on in my progression too is how do you be more curious in a coaching conversation how do you ask better questions and and really it goes back to it's it's one thing for me to tell you where you need to get better it's another thing for me to ask you questions to so that you can discover that and you can land on that because now you know when you come up with the answer now we can talk about what's what's the what's what are we going to do about it and now mm. I have more buy-in. And I think the really good coaches are really good at discovering, doing a discovery in coaching sessions and getting that direct reporter, that sales rep to say, you know what? I think this is an area I need to get better at. And as mm. the coach being able to say, I think you're onto something there. How yeah. can we get better at that? Yeah. What are some ideas you have to get better at that? And, and say, well, we could try this or we could try this. And then when they finally land on, you know, really – where you want to go, what direction you want to go. Let's do that. So can we agree upon that? And it's really, you know, I think having an actual coaching model following, mm. you know, there's some yeah. psychology behind good coaching it, meaning I, I, I've got to start with you. I've got to make mm-hmm. sure receptivity's there. I right. want you, you know, so that's where we start with them self assessing. That's where we start with the the positive. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's where they're receptive and open to the conversation. Right because we give them that opportunity. And now, you know, as we start to expose that, the, you know, whatever the problem is uh, Mm -hmm. now they're more receptive and and they're going to be more bought into what's the developmental activity. What do I need to work on? And so I think the really good ones follow, they have a process of how they coach and they believe in the Mm -hmm. psychology behind it.
0: That's great.
1: That's in line with what I've seen. And Tom, you're probably the same way. I mean, it really is, people don't, Disagree with their own data, right? When, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> when right. it's their idea, it's yeah. brilliant, you know. So, when it's my idea, it's yeah, it's okay. So that's it, you that's know great.
0: that it's so easy. It's so easy to know that it is actually hard. It takes preparation. Oh yeah, you go into a coaching session. You say, okay, I want them to land on this. I, I want them to realize that this approach isn't working. How do I ask questions in a way that they have this sort of you know, self-discovery and land in the same place. It's, it's an easy thing to talk about, but yeah. it, it actually takes some preparation, which I think you mentioned, Austin, you said, you know, they have a process, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a, there's a plan. It's not haphazard. It's they're, they're intentional about it. And I think that's part of being intentional is I know we want, we I want to make it collaborative. It's And the way I always think about it, uh, and talk about it if I'm working with coaches is it's their session, not yours. Right. If this, if this is your session, if this is your coaching session as a leader, you're wasting your time, you know, because you know, I love to use the analogy of sports because it's so, it's so relevant to selling. You could use mu- music as well. Um, but anything there's a highly. Skilled, pottery. Can
1: I use pottery?
0: Probably use pottery. Thank great. You. That's a That's great example. Pot- <laughs> we'll let you kind of unpack pottery, <laughs> but it's like you got to go to practice range, right? You got to, if you're playing golf, you got to go to practice with pottery tab. You, you got to yes. sit it. You got to work that line.
1: wheel, baby. Gotta, work the wheel.
0: <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of get berries. It's, yeah. it's a, I'm going to go to pottery from now on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to. Um, and so you can't make somebody get better at pottery or golf. I mean, you just can't. And that's where coaching comes in. As you're saying, well, we're going to develop, the skills manage, you know, you manage and lead. Lead is about, we're going to talk about what's important to you. Manage is like, we're going to disseminate information. You need to know this. And coaching is, I mean, I got to help you develop skills. That's the hard part. I mean, yes, yeah. you, you're going to teach them some things. But uh, so the idea of getting them to experience the need to change through questioning is is, uh, is so important. I love that you also talked about receptivity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that they, um, because change is hard. You know, and, and also because of the role of I'm the leader and you're the just because of the position in their mind, they see you as mm-hmm. they think you think you're superior to me. Now you're going to tell me it feels like you're my parent. It feels like you're my principal. It feels like you're my coach. It feels like you're my boss. But really, in reality, they're not. We're actually here to support them. Right. I mean, that's what you mean by yeah. when you're talking about the other centered thing
2: and 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 taking it taking more of a consultative approach when it comes to coaching as versus yeah. you know i think and I, and i talk about this i mean some of the changes i'm seeing in our in our organization as, out of necessity we need to become more consultative versus transactional and a lot of yeah. a lot of our coaching was very transactional meaning this mm. is your problem this is a solution move on next person come in sit down but we have to be when when you're more con, when you're more consultative with the coaching yeah, ask better questions but then I think the key there is that bridging technique to this is what we've identified that we want to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's that connecting the dots. It's that vision casting. Do you understand that, you know, I need you to be crystal clear that why you want to fix this part in your mm-hmm. process or whatever it is? Because right. now you see that payoff. And and being, I think really good leaders are able to connect the dots, they're able to vision cast with that person. They're able mm-hmm. to say, I want to go get better at this because I can see it. I can right. see it and I can see how this is going to help me achieve my goals by getting better at this particular area. So.
0: That's great. I, I uh, Ted, did you have something?
1: No, no, go ahead.
0: Uh, I, I wanted to ask one more question and then we can kind of move to, to just kind of maybe talking a little personally about you, Austin, and, um, some of your pat, your, your passions about mm-hmm. other centered and in and, and your purpose. But I wanted to ask this one question about the difference between high performers and, and low performers what um, what do the high performers, what's their philosophy about tolerating poor performance? And I don't mean that they're punitive, but I mean like they, I've, I've learned over the years that it seems, based on some research I've read and just my experience working with organizations, it seems like the high performers are real passionate about having a team that wants to excel and that draws other high performers Right. And then there's other people who tolerate poor performance. And I know, again, these are all, um, you know, again, they're all independent volunteers. volunteers. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm wondering in your kind of organization, is there any best practices related to your passion for running an excellent team versus, and eh, that guy sort of works and he sort of doesn't work and that's okay. And this guy or this woman works really hard and she kills it. And that's great. And it all works out. Or is there some yeah. sort of sort of, um, insights you've gleaned about that
2: yeah i think i think the, the the high performers especially the high performing teams the ones that have a really really strong culture you know it, there's a funny way of of some of the the low performers or the people that maybe don't have that drive or they don't want to run that fast yeah it's interesting because a lot of times they'll take themselves out of the equation they'll say you know, and, and but i think mm. the good that what happens in a high performing team is when you have those individuals that maybe they, they decide that this isn't a good fit. They come forward and they say, you know, you tab, you've done everything for me. You've provided support. I I just came to the conclusion that this may, this probably just isn't the best fit for
1: me. And and, and and they
2: leave on a positive note. Um, But, Mm -hmm. but that, that's a consistency with high performance because a lot of times in those teams, you have that culture. I mean, it's high energy. People are winning. There's evidence of success people uh, want to run fast uh, and a lot of times people have that, that 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 revelation themselves say man you know this is a great team and the support's there everything's there but man i just i just don't think this is a fit for me and, mm. I, and i think that's best case scenario i mean sometimes you know i i think that's the thing about high performers is they still they still put people in a position to win and if if that person is going to put forth that desire and have that desire, they're still going to do everything they can. Um, but I, I I think a lot of times those those people they they kind of sort themselves out.
0: That's that's great. That's, that's awesome. brilliant. That's uh, I just learned something there. Me ahead, too. Tab. Well,
1: because yeah. well, I love it too because you're with. It's like they don't they feel awkward. Yes. I don't want to be here. I don't yeah. fit versus yeah. ah, everybody's lazy. You know, we kind of do our thing. I mean, it's like, yeah, we'll just get you. Hey, if you don't, if you don't Hey, the train is going this way really fast, jump <laughs> on or don't, but the, you know, but those high performers
2: also, you know, they take the trip. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if if Tab's struggling, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. high performers will will sit down and say, what's going on? You right. know, do you have, you know, is there a personal thing going on? Is there anything we can help? Like, mm-hmm. and, and and you never know and you never want to assume. Yeah. And I think that's one thing with great leaders is, um, you know, they, they are empathetic and they all, they do take the time to, to take the trip and do that discovery and say, what's going on?
1: You know, right.
2: you seem a little, you know, I, I just want to make sure that everything's okay and um, and, and, yeah. and, and a lot of times, you know, like I said, that'll take, that'll take care of itself, you know, or you'll find yeah. out that something is going on and there's a reason maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the Aflac vehicle, right. Is still moving in the, the direction and the team is still is, is moving at this direction at a high speed. So there's still that contrast, but I'm still going to come back and say, Hey, what's going on here and, and respect them as an individual and be other centered and dive into their world and yeah. figure out, is there a barrier that we can move or, it may yeah. not be a fit, so we're going to kind of create a fork in the road. Is this is this in your best interest to be on this fast moving team? And if so, let me help you get there. Oh, it's not. Let me help you. Right. Let me help you find a better role for you. And so they right. they have that conversation, and it's they're receptive to that conversation because of the way they approach it. Because it's about them. It's about the associate. That's awesome. But the bottom line is, if you're if you're making pottery. and and you've got four or five people that are really making (laughs) some good pottery, that one person (laughs) hits the bowl just kind of Tips over, looks
1: They're like. Man, this is embarrassing. I'm not hanging
0: with guys. This is embarrassing. I, wanna, embarrassing. Yeah. Is embarrassing. I love that. I love <laughs> so
2: I, I'd be interested to see what are the developmental
1: activities that you sign for pottery? <laughs> for yeah. pottery. Yeah. Oh, well, Dawson, prepared. I could teach you so yeah, much, but I don't have time. One, why don't I think, you feel that? Yeah. 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 I'm gonna put that off to another <laughs> podcast. That's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dishes with aslan that's a whole different whole different podcast stay tuned. Tab, two, two, ceramics. 2. Oh. ceramics ceramics, all right.
0: ceramics all right. now tab it's not it's
1: <laughs> all right well listen i think this is probably a cue i always like to kind of wrap up with kind of if, if you're ready for this tom if, if you have something mm-hmm. else um you have yeah well i want to kinda...
0: i, I want to ask one question it could be part of your wrap-up question okay uh, no actually this isn't probably part of your wrap-up. i want to ask the one question about yeah, uh, and I've always wanted to ask you this, Austin. Uh, is why are you so passionate about being other centered? Because I know that that's mm. uh, something you've shared with me personally that it's important to you. I hear it when you talk to your team. You you obviously brought it up on this this uh, podcast. So yeah, where does that come from?
2: You know, it's uh, well, it comes from actually really out of necessity, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, so I, I kind of I was going through. Kind of a tough spot. It was. It was. It was actually not too long after I'd, I'd been introduced to to the Catalyst um, mm-hmm. program, the other centered. First time I really learned about being, uh, you know, other centered leaders, leadership. Um, but I was kind of going through a tough spot. I was. I was struggling with some some personal things, some anxiety and some depression, and some bad habits, and um, and my health wasn't good. And yeah. um, I, I think I was about thirty five at the time. And I went to a doctor and at this time I was, I was over 300 pounds and, um, wow. and my blood pressure, cholesterol, everything was just off the charts. And wow. I was my, I, I was having some, some challenges with some of my internal organs. And it was just, um, it was, it was, it was a, it was a dark spot. And, yeah. uh, and so I decided I was, I can't, kind of, to use your language, I kind of came to that fork in the road. And I said, mm. if and, and I remember he said to me, he said, if you stay on, if you keep doing what you're doing, you may not see 40. Wow. Wow. That's and, a to, um, um, call. And I had a wife. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm I'm married. I have two kids now, but at the time I was married, my, my wife and I had I had a, a little boy. And I remember I, every time I'd look at them, I'd, say, I'd just get really it, it would just get worse. And I'd say, I, I gotta do something about this. And mm-hmm. so I made some changes, and one of those changes was really, you know, ch- changing some of my lifestyle and and um, you know taking some things out of my life and making some changes with some habits and Um, you know, kind of got back on track from a, from a physical perspective. But the main thing was for me was really more of a, it was more of a, it was more of an emotional, it was more of a spiritual thing. And I, I needed to, I needed to start getting out of self more. I needed Mm -hmm. to stop being so selfish, so self-centered. And, and um, I, so I kind of just took on this, this new way of living, which was really more about, you know, putting, you know, uh, you know, really, my spiritual, my spiritual uh, mm-hmm. place first, and yeah. then others, and then me, and um, and it made all the difference. But uh, at the same time, when I really decided to make this significant change in my life, that's really when I actually was hired on as this consultant. And they said, you know, one of the things we really need to get better at is coaching. So mm-hmm. we're going to need you to travel around. And so I basically, I was traveling around consulting, but with a focus in mind of leading with this catalyst. Mm. And so not only was it something I was working on in my personal life, trying to become Mm. a better husband, trying to become a better father, but I was really my top priority as a consultant was to go and help people become better other centered leaders and better coaches. Wow. Wow. So, so talk about, sense. I, I, I yeah. don't know that that's a coincidence. The stars sounds
0: like a God moment. Like yeah. Exactly.
2: And, and I didn't know how much I could talk about that on this, but um, yeah, but, but it was um, the more I was, I was, I was so, you know, getting up in the morning, focusing on gratitude, focusing on, um, you know, how, how can I help serve others today? How can mm-hmm. I put others first? Um, you know, how can I keep the spiritual side healthy? Yeah. and and then on a professional note all day monday through friday traveling around teaching people what does it mean to be a better other centered leader wow. what does it mean to care more about people learn more about people do more what does it mean to serve more and yeah. and and that was and it so it was it was because of catalyst and some of the things i was doing in, in my personal life and, and now I, I, I fast forward and I'm like, I've, I've become, and I'm still making progress. I've become a better husband. I've become a, a, a better father. Uh, I've, be, I've become a better professional in my role and in, in, in my servant leadership role mm-hmm. as a result of that. Wow. And so I believe in it. People always ask you, why are you so passionate about this stuff? And I said, because I believe in it, because I, <laughs> because I have to live this way.
0: Yeah. Like this is the wow. only
2: way to live for me. And, um, it's, it's to put others first. And and that's not easy. You know, that mm. internal compass defaults back to self every night when yeah. I go to bed. Yeah. So every morning yeah. i gotta wake up, I got to decide and, mm. you know, and, uh, but it's, it's been, it's been very helpful. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, wow. you know, for, for, for how it's helped me in my experience. Mm. And, um, and, and quite frankly, I mean, I don't think I'd be where I'm at professionally today and with the opportunities that are ahead. Um, if it wasn't for, You know, learning about this being more other-centered, so it's been very powerful for me, and I'm I'm grateful for that.
0: That was worth the podcast, right? Oh
1: yeah, that just skipped to this part right here. Yeah, let's just
0: skip. Yeah, yeah. Well, well,
1: because yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Well, I was just going going to say, I just uh, I love that. We say this all the time that we're more fulfilled and successful when we serve, and I think we all land there. Some but it's either land there early or you land there late, but it's somewhere along the line you're like serving myself, although seems it's in you know it's in it's instinctive, it doesn't work. And I love that your story just validates that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, Sorry.
2: and uh good news, I just turned 42, um, yeah. the, you know, November 29th. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I passed it and I ate I, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's so th- things are good and uh and you look healthy. I mean you're doing know, well. It s- it yeah, sounds like you're doing really well. Everything's in check and uh it's awesome. Family, family's doing great and yeah, life is and good. You're, and
0: it, for those of you who're not seeing Austin, he's, he's very thin. Yes, very thin. He could he could he a race yeah, right now, Tom. It, I put I'm putting my it, money it, on yeah, Austin. I don't, I don't yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you lost how much weight?
1: Uh so
2: I'm down. I, I'm down over 30, probably 35 pounds from that doctor visit. And I'm still, wow. I'm still, still plugging away at it. Wow. That's you awesome, can. though. Yeah, great. That's
1: great. That's really good. That's great. All right. Well, that's hard. That's hard to follow, Tom. Yeah. I mean, and I, that, I we just may just have, have to go, wrap up, up on
0: that. Yeah. I we may know, have to wrap usually, up on that. I
1: think that's because I think you answered my question. What's that one last bit of advice that you'd like to get out there? I think you just gave it to us. I mm. mean, if not, if you have one more little morsel, but boy, that was good. I would say, I mean, yeah, just, it's not, it's
2: not, it's not about us. (laughs) It's, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and I think there's always something, there's always something uh, to be grateful for. I think really, you know, get to know your teams, what do they want, you know, and, and, and really, I think it really comes down to, to use your language. You know, it is more about, you know, caring more about them, serving more, and then you'll find opportunities to do more. But, um, you know, I, I think it's important to especially with the environment that we've been in uh, to, you know, I try to wake up every day, you know, just count my blessings. There's a lot to be grateful for. Start your day in a positive way, you know, and and appreciate uh, appreciate the things that you have. To, in my experience, uh, the more you express gratitude, the more things will present themselves to be grateful for. Right. And, um, you know, that, that typically happens those days where I'm putting others first and, uh, you know, I'm getting out of yeah. self. Uh, those are typically the days that that are, that work out pretty good. Now, those days that it's all about Austin, those, those are usually the tough ones. (laughs) So, uh, you know, just, I don't know, I'd say, you know, seek out opportunities to, to get to know your teams and, um, Mm -hmm. and your clients, you know, Mm -hmm. because they, you know, where are they at? What do they need? Where do they want to go? And, um, just be other centered, be other centered and be grateful for those relationships. So I, I I think that that's what I would end for. And I love it. Love well, it.
0: thank you, my friend, for giving us uh, this time this, this today and uh, sharing your wisdom that you've gleaned for 18 years at AFLAC and four years working with the field and studying uh, and supporting the, the DSCs and the associates. And so grateful for the wisdom that you shared. So thanks for joining us. And uh, if you guys like the podcast and you find it helpful, just a reminder to, to like the podcast and to share it with your friends and we'll keep doing it. Dab, thanks for joining us, my friend.
1: Yes. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Tom, as always. Appreciate it.